0: Hey everybody, welcome to T3 Glory Days. I'm Noah, that's Stu, and we're just back from what was an action-packed and wild weekend in Rochester, New York at Division Three Nationals hosted by St. John Fisher University. You can maybe tell from my voice that it's a little hoarse. Stu and I were up in the booth yelling and screaming on the live feed over three days and It was a really great thing to do, and we're really grateful for that opportunity. So many good races, and we're gonna bring you some post-national coverage in these next couple podcasts. And we've got a really special guest, very fast guest, lined up for you today. Before Stu comes on, be sure to check those show notes down below for different ways you can support this podcast. There's links to our Venmo. If you appreciate our work and want to leave us a tip, you can do so via Venmo. We also have a Patreon, which is a monthly subscription service. If you want to throw us a bone every month, that would really help out a lot too. We also have a lot of content on our Instagram and Twitter from this weekend at the National Meet. Our team at D3Gloriais took some amazing photos and some amazing captions and that's all up on social media so go there to check it out our website d3glorydays.com also has a lot of special content on it so a lot of ways you can still keep in touch with Division 3 Glory Days outside of this podcast even if you like the podcast please take a second to leave a rating or write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you're listening that helps us grow the audience as well We'll have links to our photo archive from the meet up on the website. Thanks to all of our photographers who showed up and showed out at the national meet. Stu and I were in the booth, but they were out on the field and in the pits and all over the place, just getting really awesome content. So please interact with that and follow them on social media. Maybe we'll put links to their social medias in the show notes. That's all for me. Here's Stu with an introduction to today's guest.
1: Yeah, we're keeping things on a fast pace. These first two interviews, we now sit down with the current D3 record holder in the 100 meter dash and the national champion, Sam Blaskowski. Sam has had a storybook career so far through two seasons. He already has three national titles plus a relay title and owns two indoor and owns two national records, one in the 60 and one in the 100. He brings great perspective as to why he wants to stay at uw lacrosse with the main reasoning be one his team and two why change something that is working it's really great to hear how good of a teammate he is even with how much success that he's having i think he breaks that stereotype of the star athlete being selfish and he's very selfless like his teammate ethan Gregg. it was fun to speak with him and to hear about his goals and what history he's chasing after not only in D3, but then after D3.
0: Sam's enthusiasm for track and field is certainly contagious, and it was, it was a joy to have him on. Great teammate, dedicated to the work, and so his perspective is very much appreciated. So we'll get out of the way now and bring you this interview with Sam Blaskowski. Here's to the glory days.
1: All right, welcome back to D3 Glory Days. We had the fastest woman in D3 on, and now we have the fastest man in D3 on, plus the record holder, Sam Blaskowski. Welcome back to D3 Glory Days. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Of course, you're fresh off a national title the 100 plus in the 100-plus, breaking your own record. The women won. You all were second. A pretty big weekend for UW-Lacrosse. How are you feeling you know, three days removed from the meet?
2: Yeah, feeling pretty good. Um, sad so to come up short in the second place, but our team gave it all we had, and despite some small things happening, we still did as good as we were thought we were gonna do. So, especially happy for the team for that. Had a lot of All Americans, whereas indoor we had just me, Ethan, and Logan. We came outdoor had a freshman and first time Adam Lesnar, um, and then Kale showing the freshman and who else? We had the four by four, the four by one. Just a lot more new, like other than just like me and Ethan and Logan. Um, it just was nice to have like 14 All-Americans. So that was that was great to see the team do that. So
0: You seem to be like a, a big team guy, you know, when Stu and I are calling the meets, we're up in the booth and we often see you running around to, you know, your teammates' events and obviously very joyful when they do well. And so when you have so much you know individual success on the team but also you follow you know a little bit short of your goal of the team title like how do you handle that as a leader on the team
2: it was it was super sad but it was just more about the the love after me like just supporting one another um we have such a great culture around here and we're always wanting the best out of each other and supporting each other not not even just on the track but also off the track and in life and like making sure like we're all just great people and it's just that's just how our team is and that's just where I get so much, like how much I want to support my teammates. It's just because like, I want to see them do just as good, if not better. So, Yeah. We have that iconic photo from indoors
1: of you and Ethan just getting fired up and it's, it's so cool. It's so, so nice to see that support, you know, when you have that type of team culture, is that, you know, from the top down with the coaches or is that kind of bottom up from the athletes to the coaches?
2: It's honestly everyone like coaches it's alumni, even like, We have alumni like reaching out to us like day in, day out, like can't wait to see you guys run this weekend if it's just a simple open meet. So it's even from the alumni to coaches down to the guy not even rostered. So we like had like over a hundred tryout and only sixty people made it. We have guys traveling to our national meet who aren't even rostered just to like support our team. So it's just like all around the board. It's just like support is just crazy.
0: Was it like that, you know, like day one as, you know, when you walk in as a freshman, did was that culture already there or is that something that you guys have kind of built up?
2: Oh, yeah, it's been there and it's kind of like the history. So it's like you can't just come in and be like that selfish guy and just want to do your own thing. It's like you kind of just like see what's going on and like it's all a team thing. It's always like no one's better than the other and it's like everyone is an equal person on our team and it's just it's great. Let's jump into the meat because you guys caught us. If we're honest, completely
1: off guard there in that four by one, we're kind of getting our notes set. You're, you're the first call first race we call and you break the D three record in the four, four by one. It said on the paper, at least the heat sheet we got, it was quote unquote, your B team, AKA you may have used an alternate.
2: Was that your full team? So, yeah, so here's what we do. So our coach, Matthew Gordon, he, he wants the most amount of people we can get to national meet. So like, I'm in an individual event. Ryder Smith is in an individual event. Luke Strader, anchors an individual event. And Spencer Riker, so all four of us are in an individual event. So that means none of us have to be on the relay because the NCAA will already pay for our names since we're on the heat sheets. So we wanted, like, four people just not even in the meet to run a relay to get qualified. But with conditions in Wisconsin, it's just, like, it was so hard to get a relay there for, like, our B team. So what we did is we had an alternate leadoff. And then we had me at the second leg and then our A leg. So we had three guys and then an alternate and we ran a 40.7. So like good enough to get in, but like we could have gone like 40.1, 40.2 with like those, but it was like 30 mile an hour winds and 50 degrees. And so, yeah, like what he wants is just to get the most amount of people to meet. So we brought, so we, we entered that team. So I guess we're like nine ninth ago in the meet, but basically what we wanted to go like 39.5, 39.6 six, this meet. But in the, fi- in the final, we had a, crazy botched handoff in the anchor i don't know if you watched it, but it was we were we were moving but then we just couldn't get the baton off that last one we were just like okay just win it just make sure to get the baton in the hand so it was like
1: yeah was that like expected then or at least the goal in the prelims to try to go for the
2: uh, record yeah it was we just wanted we were like okay so it was a drake relays. it's 9 a.m none of us are waking up or we just woke up two and a half hours ago like we go 40.07 our nervous systems aren't even up like we can go 39 high to mid to like so we were like, we tried to get a 39 off in the last chance meet, but our first leg it was just I think, experiencing some tendonitis. So we were like, okay, well, let's arrest him. He could have ran. We were like, why risk it? So we just got we just ran an alternate. And then we were like, yeah. And then we, we came through a 39.86 at prelims. We were like, whew, we took a breath. We got that out of the way. And in the finals, we just went to win it. And
0: These national meets are really busy for you. And it's not something new, but like, four by one 100 200 long jump free lens, all this kind of stuff heading into these meets kind of what do you work on you know not only physically but mentally to prepare for a weekend that's you know pretty non-stop
2: i just like try to have fun with it you know what i mean like in between my events like i'm sitting in the awards tent it's like okay the four by one's being protested oh sitting there for an hour it's like well i just like hopped out of the tent like watch my teammates and like i honestly just get these adrenaline rushes and all the pain just goes away it's just like it's really like we win the four by one national title. Woo. My like adrenaline's out the roof. Me and Trey are lining up on the line. I'm like, Oh, this could be great. And what is it? It's great. And then I get more adrenaline. So it's like everything, just, the prelims are the hardest part for me because I just have all this pain in my like body. Just like, like, I don't know. I just, the first day long jump, I just like put the most amount of force I can into my legs because like I was doing well in long jump, but I just couldn't hit a mark. I just scratched and scratched, scratched. So it was like, I took six jumps and put the most amount of force I've ever seen in my body because I was putting some long jumps up there. I just couldn't have hit marks because I, I practice it once a week, maybe once every two weeks. So, I like if I practice it more, it'd be it'd be fun. But I really want to focus on sprinting a lot. So, but it's fun to do four events. I really just I really like doing it for the team. Just
1: yeah, I remember the protest came through and like, you're just watching there. I think someone may have came up to like, ask like what's happening. And it felt like after that, all of a sudden it was the hundreds. So, like what's your preparation to have to sit around all t- like for a couple hours or, you know, an hour and then quickly go race a hundred then.
2: Yeah. My coach told me what I had to do everything. He he was down in the tent too, because he had to present the awards. So he was giving you, I had my teammates bringing me food. I had power raid at the tent. I was constantly moving around. I had my sweatpants and sweatshirt around, staying warm, staying loose. Making sure I didn't need a full warm because 100 is the 4 by one is, in my opinion, it was it's an advantage to have before the 100, whereas like Troy Treyor just wakes up and he has his warm up, which to me I love having a race under my belt. So like when I run just a prelim and I do well, it's like I'm really proud of that because it's like I can do something way more in the final later that day. So as a national meet, when you just have one race a day, it's like it's kind of just a prelim prelim, but
0: you obviously knew your fitness was in a really good place heading into this meet. I mean, you had that, that 10, six under your belt heading in, but you know, at what point this weekend, did you realize that like, you know, something special was really in your legs?
2: Basically when I did not have to run at the conference meet because the conference meet, that's when I get tortured. There's a lot of events say, it's the same as a national meet. And my coaches thought it was a better decision to uh, not, like we were seated to win the meet by 110 points and we won by 90. So taking me out of the meet was only like a deficit of 20 points. It's like, so I honestly was like, wow, I'm so excited to peak at the national meet. Cause I haven't peaked at a single national meet since I became a collegiate athlete because I go to conference and it's like all this energy and it's just like, And I fuel off energy. So it's like, go to the conference meet, I run six, six, five. And it's like, I try to repeat that in nationals and I just can't. So it's like, I was super excited. And, and I know Trey R will show up every single national meet and I don't know how he does it, but he does it. So it's like, I did everything I could to show up and peek at the best I could. And it worked out. So trusting the coaches.
1: Yeah. Besides, you know, you're indoors when you're at USA's and then I think out at uh, California, this is like the closest competition you've had, at least in D three competition. Yep. Was that, nerve wracking at all like you had someone to your left i want to say going down the final 50 meters
2: uh trey was to my right but you're right (laughs) my left you're right yeah yeah so yeah he was to my right and we get 50 meters in and also like i know he like also he goes i'm like what the heck why is he at me at 50 meters like is he gonna is he going six six in a 60 or what and so i get to six meters and also i'm like okay well like i've been working on my top end speed lately and i'm like and i keep my i keep my position and i kind of just held my ground and that kept that five 100s away from him. And yeah, I thought he was going to fly right by me. Like in the 200, he just goes, whoop. And I'm like, damn, I just can't do that. But in the 100, it's like, it's just such a short race. I can keep that position and top speed. Whereas the 200, I don't have the top end speed for 200 meters. So
0: Yeah, kind of going off that, why don't you speak a little more broadly about kind of the state of sprinting in division three right now? I I mean, the 100 is obviously loaded. The, the 200 almost on paper is like, even better. Um, but I think as, you know, watching you guys line up, I, I think we all know that we're seeing something special with the amount of talent that's on, on the track. So what's it feel like from your perspective?
2: So from my perspective, I think the 100 is just way more stacked. I mean, maybe not because we get to the 200 and it's like, Trey is a full second ahead of third place. So it's like, it may be like um, time-wise better, but like it's, it's in sort of, in sort of like, closeness like the 100 was like that was that was the most fun race i've ever been a part of like to be at a national final and be like 500 from Treyor and then third through seventh be within like seven 100s that was just like that was awesome to me just like such a close competitive race where get the crowd in it whereas Treyor is just 30 meters ahead of everyone everyone's like oh and then it's like but the 100 it's like we're all neck and neck and no one knows who win like you guys were like oh Treyor wins it oh sam thinks he wants it. it's like we don't know you know what i
1: mean yeah i do blat- man we had you know, such a bad angle. We're looking at it from know. behind and it's like, it's so hard to tell and it's so close. And like, we just base it off of like, your all's reaction. Cause it was just like, from our perspective, it looked like, you know, Shaq one. I was just yeah, saying
0: yeah. names. I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying last names. I mean, you, you have 10 seconds and you know who the favorites are. You can just yeah. start, just oh, start yeah. saying names.
2: Oh yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. It the like the national television view was just like, I can't, I mean, it looks like it's ahead of me by a meter, but like, i know he wasn't you know what i mean it's like it was weird yeah that was such a weird angle one thing i want to talk about you you mentioned energy and
1: that drake relay is one i got sent the uh your tiktok that went absolutely viral (laughs) talk to us about you know that where that idea came from and just
2: the goofiness of the team that you guys have oh my gosh you got like two it's at two million views right now and it's like everyone's like oh look at this four by one here it's like I don't know. I was like, like, I'm pretty big into TikTok, like in the small amounts of videos. So I don't post like every day, but I have like 17,000 followers on TikTok. And like when I was during COVID, I found like a passion in it. I just made a bunch of videos and went a couple went like viral, like a couple hundred thousand views. And so like, I came to college. and like, let's just make funny videos every once in a while. And like, I found this like sound. I'm like, this, this looks perfect for 4x1. And all our guys in the 4x1 just love it and had a fun time. So it was just, it was great to see it blow up. Because around that the whole team saw it and it was it was great. Everyone's parents saw it, and it was like the most random people were like, Oh, I saw your TikTok. It's like, oh, awesome.
0: Can you was, can you describe this video for pe- old people who might not have TikToks?
2: Oh yeah. Basically, Basically for Noah, like, the old and the it was room. like it was like this song I took from oh I'm trying to think. It was like this sound from here, yeah, I can play it quick. If someone can recognize it, I forget what show it's from. It's like pretty I'm looking for my friend. It's, like, one of those, like, old cartoon shows. Like, every time the sound changes, we do, like, first leg, the second leg, the third leg, the fourth leg. And we kind of just do these funny dance moves, like, that'll make it cause look pretty funny. And everyone enjoys it. So, that's basically what we did.
0: How did you pull that up so fast? That took you, like, two seconds to find.
2: <laughs> I mean, Is I it just, like, preloaded? Okay. <laughs> well, it's. I've checked that over probably 2,000 times. So, yeah. Once you get the hit, you got to keep checking it. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you can make money from these, too. So, it's like, I joined this creator fund, and you get money per view, and it's it's funny. It's like, how are we making money from this? Oh, man. You're giving us ideas yeah. now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about just kind of the storybook of a career you've had so far. You've been at UW-Lacrosse for, what, two seasons now. You've won what? an indoor title. You own the indoor national record. You've won the 60. You've won the 100 twice. You own the record there, like, Someone's career would be, like, a dream if they did something like that. And you've done that in their first two seasons. Had that, has that sit in for you yet or set in for you yet?
2: Not until this 10-1-3 reason. I feel like, ten, like, it's been, like, it's just, like, our coaches, our sprints coach, Matt Gordy, is just so smart. And, like, he's so invested in, like, our work and, like, our craft and perfecting it. It's, like, honestly, like, him just, like, knowing all that stuff has been, like, okay, like, I'm going to get, like, all our guys are, they're improving just as me. Like we sent three guys to the national meet. One guy went eleven zero 0 in high school and he's going 10-4-5. And he had a rough freshman season and like a long season. So like he couldn't perform as well as he wanted to at the national meet, but he did what he could in the hundred and then he performed just as we wanted in the four by one. But yeah, when that 10-1-3 came up on the board, win legal, I was like, like I'm there. Like in the USA like standpoint, like to go to USA's like last year it took 10-2-9 to go to USAs and take 32, but this year it's sitting like 22nd right now through 27th and 32nd right now is 10-1-5 win legal and there's I think three collegiate athletes in the D1 nationals that are behind me and the rest are in front of me already but it's just like that kind of set in this recently but it's it was nice now that I have four national titles one with relay and three individual I think 60 100 100, yeah so four national titles and it's like I'm halfway done my career and I feel like I'm just gonna get better after these next two years with the progression that my coach has for the training. So it kind of set in after this weekend, peeking at a national meet and realizing, like, that was fun to peek at a national meet rather than, like, last year I went 10-4 all at a national meet. And I was like, uh, I don't really like that. It was fun to win the title, but, like, I want to do something crazy at a national meet. You know what I mean? Be Like, make sure I'm not a fluke that people think. You know what I mean? So that, that's when it really set in was at this national meet
0: to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, I mean, you mentioned how competitive that 10-1-3 time is, you know, in the in the national scene right now. Are you going to keep, are you going to continue to race this summer?
2: So, yeah, I, me and my coach actually today started looking in the New York Grand Prix, but I don't, I can't figure out where how to register to it because like I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not no Lyles, you know what I mean? But for USA is like I will for sure enter myself in. Um, I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm going. Cause like, I'm not for sure qualified or anything because like say like usually most people don't enter so I fit in It'll, it should be like it's ten one three win legal should get in but I'm going with my teammate who's in who qualified for U twenties Kale Shulman in the eight hundred he's sitting pretty high in the U twenties with a one forty nine four zero which is he was mo- it was moving as he is so that's pretty cool as he's young we were gonna send Ryder Smith who went 4 four five but he's same with me I was supposed to go U twenties last year but. Um, I was one month too old and he's too old. And we have a 400 guy who went 49, he's too old, but they're all freshmen. So we got one freshman that's going. So he's going to be qualified. Um, so basically we'll wait and see if I'm qualified. I'll take it a week off here and then get right back to training. So yeah, I'll probably get, I'll Definitely. I'm going to continue to summer train until July 6th, which is when USA's is. So they will be pretty and
0: one follow-up question on that. I mean, 10, one, three, puts you you know in a d1 caliber sprinter you've got a lot of time left in your collegiate career do you think do you feel or do you think you'll feel any pressure to to make a jump up divisions if if you continue to improve or are you not thinking about that
2: we're just in a sport where it I mean I'm at a school where it's like affordable um in-state tuition is very nice I know like it's just like I don't want to change something that's good because like what if I go somewhere and it's like a totally different thing. And they're just like, they just run into the ground. Like the training here and the support I have here, just like all I want. And my grandparents live a mile away from the stadium. So it's like, I'm always helping them out. Um, small things like that. My family both went to, my parents both went to college here. I'm close to home. Um, and the, the coaching staff continues to support me. Like go to U- USA's indoors, had a great experience there. I got to run against Noah Lyles, uh, bigger division one guys. And, make a final on NBC. It was just like the coolest experience of my life. And like, I think I can go do that at outdoor nationals too. Like if the training lines up and I get in, like, I think I can make the semifinals, maybe not the final. Cause they got like 10 guys going nine, seven. So it's just like, I, I don't know if I'm at nine, seven level right now, but it just to get these experiences and you UWL continuing to support them. is just like, there's no reason for me to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you, did you see that tweet at all? That kind of got viral of your clip. Yeah. On Twitter, yeah, there's so many funny Twitter things out there. like, he looks like a tight end on the Badgers. It's like, well, I'm a little tinier than that, but thanks for the, I guess, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do you pay attention to those comments of like, why is oh, this kid yeah. going to D
1: three like, or like, are you trying to just like brush it off or like, yeah, why is he going? Like, why is he not going D one? Like, do you care about that at all
2: or not thinking about it? I don't reply to it. I just kind of laugh at it because it's like, all these high schoolers like come to our meets and they're like running like ten eight and they're like, oh, we're looking for the Division one. We have a commit who ran 10-5-6 wind legal, like, he's coming here, and he's like – like, he runs like 10-5-6 in high school. I've never seen someone go D3. It's like – it's because people are starting – like, I feel like people who are smart will realize, like, track is not of all divisions. If you're coming here to play soccer, like, okay, well, to be – I mean, you got to go to somewhere good. to Like, it's like the, there's no times in soccer where it's like track and field. Like, I can run 10-1-3 and go – run against Noah Lyles or run against Fred Curley or like guys like that. And like our distance guys here, like Ethan Gregg, like he's going to train for the trials and he'll go to the Olympic trials next year. Like he's got a lot, especially now that he's a lot of fuel from that race. So it's like, I can go on and on and talk about that. If you look at Twitter, it's like, it's pretty funny. I got a whole website for him right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many funny things out there on Twitter. It's pretty funny.
0: This is maybe like a broader topic, And just curious on your thoughts, but I think traditionally a lot of people have chosen to go D1 over D3 because mainly the level of competition, they think the level of competition in D1 is going to be deeper than D3. And they're right. But D3 over the last few years has really closed that gap. And the reality is that most D1 athletes are not getting full scholarships, right? They're still paying for school to some extent. And so if you get... A very if if division three continues to get deeper and there are affordable institutions such as yours or other schools that are willing to help out academically or whatever it kind of takes away the incentive to automatically go d1 if you're a talent and like makes division three an option would yeah. would you agree with that assessment yeah,
2: i would I 100 agree with that especially since track and field is such a like a low income sport so yeah
1: now that you're you know, 10 3 you're barking on the door of 10 flat. Are you yeah. thinking, are you dreaming? Are you, is that a goal you've had that's, like, now kind of becoming a reality here soon, potentially?
2: Yeah, it for sure is, but it's, like, I could go run 9-9 with a 4.0 behind me, and it's, like, okay, wow, this kid, but it's, like, it's not wind legal. It's, like, this year, I haven't had a single wind. I guess you could say Drake relays. I had a 2.5, but he was just torrential downpour. And it was just not a 2.5 wind behind me. So it was like, that was my highest win of the year. I always had like all 0.8s, 0.3s, 1.9s, 1.5s. So stuff like that is like, I just like running like that consistent times of like wind legal. And like, that's what will get you into meets. Whereas like last year I went 10-1-4 and it's like, oh, we had a but I had a 3.9 behind me. And then I went to the National Meet and ran 10 4 0. So it's like, I, if you think about it, I could run like 9-8-9-9 with a 4.0 this year behind me. But like- Yeah, can you
1: speak to, you know- I, I try to f- keep up with like the sprint and the wind, but you know, I think there's different, there's different opinions on wind and your times. You have some people saying like, it's not your PR cause it's wind aided. Some are saying, it, you know, it time to time, whatever the wind, like where do you stand on the wind? It's seeming like you like, I want
2: wind legal times only. So this year, I, this year and extra, I want wind legal times only just with the, where I want to go to USA's this year, get experience before the Olympic trials next year. The next year I want only when they go time just to get into the trials and get that experience at the Olympic trials and see how it is. You know what I mean? That's just like that's my goal is to run at the Olympic trials and maybe the Olympics. Um it's really hard to make the Olympics for the USA team. It's just um, like I don't I don't want to spoil anything for Treyor, but I would say something. But it's just like I want to find something like my heritage, you know what I mean? Something heritage in Poland or something, you know, because I mean? it's like how are you supposed to run nine eight and not make a the Olympic team, like three guys get to go. And that's going to be Fred Curley, Trayvon Brumell, Christian Coleman. And, like, that fourth guy, like, if Noel allows wants to run the 100 or, like, just any other big name who wants to run the 100 and will be, like, behind them running 9-8. So it's, like, my goal is Olympic trials and go have fun at the Olympic trials. But something recently that I saw was Noel allows run 9-8-0 and Christian Coleman run 9-7-8. And he's, like, coach always says you'll run your – you're you'll run your wind legal time that you ran wind aided in your future and guess what i ran 1014 the 3.9 this year i went 1013 with a 1.9 so it's like that is the truth so like i guess you could say maybe i ran a 99 this year with a 4.0 and next year i'll go 99 with a 1.8 or 1.9 so yeah, really cool that's like where i stand with it yeah
0: really cool to hear you you know thinking ahead and kind of talking through like Olympic trials, aspirations, maybe even Olympic aspirations, you've accomplished so much in division three already. Would you say like your goal, your goal setting process is now kind of transcending division three a little bit and starting to think more about what you can do on a more nationally competitive stage?
2: Yeah. My goal is to like, by the time I'm a, after I'm a senior is to run pro because that's just my dream. Cause I feel like, if I run a bunch of ten o nine nine win legal times like in the next two years, like I feel like I can find a contract out there as it's pretty high up in the nation in that those times, um. And it just it's my dr- I'm so in love with the sport of track and field and just everything about it. I could I could sit here all day and look at track and field and just I love the training, like just falling in love with the sport. So it's like that's what I want to do when I graduate, and like I've talked to my coaches about it already, and like what I would do after I graduated just like they would still support me and let me train here and use all the facilities. And just like, cause track and field, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm going to go train somewhere. Well, it costs money. And it's like, if you have a support system here, like where you are, it's like, they'll let you use their facilities for free, you know, stuff like that. So.
1: You talk with Ethan Gregg about the future of running. Cause he had a similar mindset and yeah. kind of talk with us when he was on the podcast of like, yes, he's focused in the here and now, but also like has yeah. a foot in the future as well
2: oh yeah 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 he him and I have like we are just identical in the aspects of like where mindset and goals are um he 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 would have a different little training plan than me he can't just stay in lacrosse area and train with air you know what I mean he would have to go with big guys in Colorado like right now he I mean I don't know if I'm to expose the location but he's out in Boulder Colorado training right now and it's two days after the national meet and like we have state track this weekend so he's not he's like he's like I mean I would love it but like and actually today we got invited to the White House to go meet the president. Our team did. Um, I'm sure MIT did too. Um, I think it's like this whole thing they're doing with national titles. So like he's sadly going to miss out on that, but he's so focused on his training that he, he's just going to like do that, you know, like rather than go to the White House and work a state meet with all our team. And like he's just so focused on like the bigger picture. So it's super cool to see that. But I've obviously I can do my thing with my teammates and coach here rather than go train at Colorado.
0: So. Has that ever happened before a d three national championship team going to meet the president?
2: No, I don't think so. It's this year. I think it's every national every national championship team got invited. I know like not everyone can make it, but I know I, that's like the word of the street today. I'm not sure our coach sent out an emergency text and email, and like we need to respond by six p m tonight and we got a bunch of guys going like like I feel like if you text your boss, hey, like can I have off these two days? I'm going to the White House. And it's in like a week. We'd have to go to win a week, like June 10th or something. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm like, I feel like if you just text your boss, hey, we got invited to the White House. Like, who's ever going to go to the White House? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Man, we're going to have to
0: get you like a security clearance or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure MIT is going too. Um, So that's super cool since they won the title outdoors. So
0: We've
1: been talking a lot about outdoors. Let's kind of break back to the indoor meet here real quick you know you win the 60 you also break the 60 record compare that to your 100 record 100 title you know which one are you more proud of i'm gonna assume the 100 but like that 60 feels like it's a pretty cool record too yeah
2: 60 definitely a cool record but like i don't know what you can do with a 60 meter dash you know what i mean like who knows what a 60 time is you know what i mean like you go on the world all right if you run 10-1 everyone knows what 10-1 means you know what i mean like I feel like the 100-meter dash is, like, the most known time thing in the world because of Usain Bolt and stuff like that. So, it's, like, I I just love – that's my favorite race. I may be better at the 60, um, maybe the 100. I'm not sure. I, mean, I haven't figured out what race I'm better at. I figured I'm not good at the 200 just based off how Traer runs. How he's just He just destroys us every time. But I feel like the 100 is definitely, like, a little more proud, so that's my favorite Sam, race. Sam, your grandparents are here. Oh, my grandparents are here? They're just out driving. Oh, okay. You can go say yeah, hi if I'm you need to. Yeah, I'll just, it's 30 seconds. I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries. They, they, they can come on. Or, yeah, do, you, they, we, do they want to come
1: on?
0: Yeah, we can get them on to say <laughs> hi. <laughs> what are your grandparents up to?
2: Well, uh, they just got dinner, and um, then they, they always they, – they know where my house is. They pick they, – when I don't have a cu- – when it's uh, raining or anything, they pick me up because I can't moped over there. Um, So they know where the house is. So they just were – they all have dinner and want to stop by. They, Grandpa has surgery, and it's toe tomorrow, so I got to pick him up in the morning, so.
0: Are you picking them up on the moped?
2: No, I'll use their car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a pretty, pretty good visual.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I liked how you're like, yeah, like staying here. My grandparents are close by, and then sure enough, mid-interview, oh, they're, I, yeah. they're here.
2: Oh, that, yeah. That, was, I, that doesn't happen very often. That was like once a year, so that was pretty lucky.
1: Back to the indoor winning the national title ends up winning by a half a point. You know, you can oh. find that half a point anywhere in the meet, but. You know, from your perspective, you're done for the day. So you get to watch Ethan, and then unfortunately the four by four gets DQ'd, and thankfully yeah. MIT doesn't have one. But like, yeah, what are the emotions of like knowing the score, knowing what Ethan has to do versus and like
2: there's a few MIT kids in that three K. So Ethan finishes, and it's like I was like, I wasn't really thinking about the team aspect of that. I was more of just like, he just won a title, he just beat Alex Phillip, like one of the greatest runners in D3. It's like Holy moly, like this isn't real. So I just wanted to like it was like finally Ethan had that like moment. You know what I mean? Like he's he just grinds his butt off every day. And like for him to have that moment, I was just so happy for him. And yeah, we like came into the meet and our coaches, like I've never heard of coaches, but our coaches is more like really realistic, and like, yeah, we're gonna get demolished by MIT. Like they're gonna blow us the water. Then like uh oh 850. Remember, Ryan Wilson doesn't enter in the 800. I'm like, uh, maybe it's a hard double, and then he enters in the 3K, and I'm like. I don't know whatever that's that's their decision but and I and like it's coming down and we're like Ethan we weren't thinking about the score and then he wins the 10k and all of a sudden it's like we're winning the meet and we have a four by four who's gonna take top four and they end up taking second and then all of a sudden oh my god our coaches are like we just lost the meet and it's like because if like all we had to do is take second to last and Loris didn't win it and thankfully loris didn't win and everything ended up working out and somehow we won the meet and it was didn't feel real you know what i mean like if the four by four like did what they did and they went 311 99 like we would have been just partying all night but it honestly didn't feel real for a while to me we were like how do we just win a national title like we did nothing right i didn't score long, i mean we didn't i wouldn't say we did nothing i didn't score in long jump our four by four didn't score um just small things that were like Wow. I guess when you get to the national meet, anything can happen. And so enough, it did.
0: I want to kind of round you out as a person a little bit. I mean, you're obviously extremely passionate about track, extremely talented. You know, what, what are you doing at school and what are some other things, <laughs> if if anything, <laughs> that, that you, enjoying, kind of, you enjoy doing outside of track?
2: Outside of track, I would just say I enjoy sports. So, like, my major is sports management with a business minor. And that business minor will just be like, in case I want to go into the business world and sports management doesn't work out. Cause it's such a low pay market. Whereas like you could either have a good connection and be up here, or if you don't have a connection, you could be down here making like 12 an hour for your life. So it's like my goal is to run pro. And then I got sports management as a background. I want to like own a timing business. Like for say, I don't know if you guys know what PT timing is. Yep. Okay. So they just time all our meets and I'm not going to lie. Like they have no bugs ever. They're the greatest timing system ever. Like, you can just constantly like rely on them no matter what. And then it's like you go to a meet and sometimes it's like you can't even see live results. You know what I mean? Like, but the national meet's have been good recently. Like, our conference meet sometimes they don't like we went down to Whitewater and or I don't know what happened. We went down to Platteville like for an open meet and they had no live results. And it's like, what the heck? Like, come on, like there's better timing systems out there. So it's like that truly has an interest in me as like one of our alumni works for PT timing and he goes. He got in a whole argument with no allows because no at, at uh the New York indoor meet when no allows fall started and no, I was like yelling at him. And he was like, I'm like, that just sounds awesome to me. You know what I mean? just like travel the world and time at track meets. He goes to the Bahamas and he'll be at USA's. And it's like, that just, that's like, if I don't, if running pro doesn't work out, I just, I would love to do that. So stick, stay, stay around track any way you can. Oh yeah. Or just sports like work for the boxer pack, like any sports in general, I just find a passion in. So.
1: Yeah. Let's, you know, let's back up when we first spoke to you or I spoke for, spoke to you prior to indoors, you know, you kind of mentioned how you're a baseball player didn't run track a whole lot, but COVID happened, you know, can you fill us in on like who you were as a high school athlete and kind of how it shaped you today?
2: So I, as a high school athlete, yeah. Freshman year, I was like coming in, I was like, okay, I want to go to college for soccer. Like I, I've been playing since like four, like I have a pretty good talent at it. Um, I traveled to Europe for a soccer tournament with my, with a team Wisconsin. Like it was going well. And then like I tried baseball and that went well. And I tried basketball and I got cut, So I went back to swimming, which I did my whole life. And so I did soccer, swimming, baseball my first year. And then sophomore year came around. like, I don't really want to just like be on JV. Cause I was on the freshman team, my freshman year for baseball. And then I got moved up to JV at the end of the year. I was like, am I going to make varsity as a sophomore? Like we have a pretty good deep senior class. So I was like, I'm gonna try track. So I tried track, got injured because I was playing club soccer for team Wisconsin. And I was trying track and I tore my hip flexor in a, in a game and cause I tried to kick the ball and I was working my hips too much because of running track every day and then going to soccer practice. So I didn't get I didn't participate in regional sectionals or state my sophomore year. So I kind of just had like an open season. And then COVID came around and I just, I just started grinding and I put my head down and just, I was like, I can do this. Like, I I went 22 feet in long jump. I'm like, I'm a decent sprinter. Don't didn't know at the time I was good, and just put my head down, worked on long jump, all this like short jumping activities in the weight room at the YMCA because they were open during COVID, and I just went there three like two to three times a day and fell in love with it and trained my butt off and came around my senior year and it just it all paid off and then continued to keep my head down into college and just continues to pay off. So yeah, that's basically my collegiate career had yeah it kind of sums it up
1: because you only had like one full high school track season kind of
2: prior to college right or not even not even like so sophomore year got cut because didn't have the didn't have the championship season because of my injury and then senior year was like one month because of COVID. it was like it was like four meets and then regional sectionals in the state
0: so do you feel like, I mean, obviously you're improving physically, but do you also feel like you're, you, you're like learning curve in terms of just like learning the sport is kind of in its early stages. I mean, you, you must have, you, you're obviously talented, but you obviously have a long runway too.
2: Yeah. Like my PR is going from 10, eight to high school to freshman year, 10, two, nine, win legal to ten three, win legal, it's like, I'm like going like this, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like slowly going to get there and like, I'm going to figure it out and then, I'm excited because I just have such an intelligent coach, like I've said before, but like, he just, he just knows the the game of sport of track and field so well. And I just learned from him every day, new stuff every day. So I definitely feel like it's going to get better and better every year. So,
1: Yeah. With your, you know, limited experience in track and field, you still run records, you still win titles, but I'm sure you're looking at film and figuring out stuff you can fix or training tweaks. Like what are some
2: things that you're still trying to work on? So top end speed, like I am, we have measured my top end speed and it is like, I wouldn't say it's horrific, but it's third best on my team. Like I'm not like 30 in a 30 meter dash. So we start, I think 15 meters back and they time the gate from 10 meters in to 40 meters in. And like, I, I'm running like 303s, 297s. I'm not using my max flies, which is like, you know, I don't, I'm just using like a spike that doesn't have a bubble in it. Cause I'll pop it. But like, two of my teammates are running faster times than me in practice. And it's like, but then I get into blocks and it's a whole different game. You know what I mean? It's like, we've like, we've like gone through experts, like with my coach having a, uh, he just has a connection down in Texas who trains the Australian national champion long jump. And he's very smart in the sprinting world as well. And he's like, so Sam has like this crazy acceleration. So I've like, I have an elite, so he thinks I have an elite acceleration with like the elite athletes, like, when I got to USA's, I was beating no allows in 33 meters. We measured it, but then 33 meters hit and then, boom, and it just flies by me. So it's like my acceleration is there, but once I can train that top end speed, which comes with 12 years of track, whereas like people have done. So it's like, that's like the one part of my game where it's was like, that's why my 200 meter is like not as strong as my hundred meter and six meters. Cause I have that acceleration. But once I get that top end speed, I feel like it's going to, it's going to become a interesting game of track and field for me. So.
0: So, I mean, maybe, you know, this. Stu and I are distance runners. We don't have any yeah. experience with uh yeah. sprint training. So like, what, what are some examples of, you know, workouts or training sessions that are geared specifically towards, you know, the development of top end speed.
2: I would say a lot with position, like position, like getting staying in position for more than like 30 meters. It's like what our coach does is like, we do Oh, it's, there's so many things. I, I'm not really too sure about it. I kind of just like follow it and like, listen to his advice after, but it's like, Stuff like, um, it's honestly just like keeping your hips open and staying in form throughout that like 150 meter workouts or 200 meter workouts or like 40 meter excels or like in the warm ups, like just everything will come with time. Just keeping like it's more about good position. Like, if my hips aren't open, like, like kind of what happened to Troy or in the last 20 meters, like his top end speed, notice how he didn't like go past me, like, usually he does. He didn't because he didn't keep his form there. He tightened up, and that's where like top end speed comes from is good position. Which like if he would have been in con- good position, I honestly like want to say like he would have gone like 1009, like and like kept to that like. But he tightened up because he was like, "Why am I still behind Sam?" You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So it's like in track, in like sprinting world, it all comes down to like positions and technique. One like you can have that raw talent, but like if you want to get to that like elite elite level, like no allows like if you've seen him just like fly by like christian coleman at the end of the race if you like saw that recent video but like he was just close like his position was just so great and like yeah it's just that's like kind of where i see it is i'm not too smart at this so but that's like my intelligence of like top end speed is
1: are those your favorite type of workouts or what are your favorite type of workouts
2: i just love workouts in general i don't really have a favorite you know what i mean i just i love when i'm just like dead you know what i, mean? I love it that's like it's the pain, I love it.
0: Do you ever do you ever run into the problem of like doing too much because you you love to do this so much?
2: Yes and no. So like our coach he just is like if you want to be good don't don't overwork yourself like he is like so smart in the world of like less is more. You know what I mean? So like last summer like he told us no running. So I was like, "Okay, come on. Like that's just not fun." Like I lifted every day landscaped all day did a 40-hour job and was dead every day but then i would go on like 40 mile bike rides like 20 mile bike rides and i trained and i started training for triathlon and then i would run three miles a day and swim and so i was just like all over the place last summer so this summer i'm only working 28 hours a week in an office job and really focusing on my training this summer so i'm super excited but like yeah like i just want to like go run 200 meter workouts right now but it's like like I can't, you know what I mean? I'm nine months off training and I want to retrain for USA. So I'm taking a full week off here. Whereas my teammates are sprinting team guys are taking a full month off. And it's like, you guys need to take a month off. And like, you just came off a nine month season. So it's like distance guys are probably going back to hundred mile weeks tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like, I wish I could do that, but like just can't. So less is more. That's literally what I live by. So
0: sounds like you've done some distance training Oh, yeah. uh, in the past, okay. So, like, what what could you do a 5K in if you had to?
2: So, 3.1 miles. I could, I could go like 20, 21. Not not too fast, but like if I tra- if I trained, maybe 19, 18. But my dad ran the Boston Marathon. Um, so he's he does the uh, 50Ks here at Hickson. Um, it goes on and on about his distance races, but yeah, he does Iron Man. He's done Iron Man Wisconsin, Iron Man New York. Just like so, basically, like him watch. He just like loves Ethan Greg. Like. He comes to the meets for him, not me. You know what I mean? Like, he watches me run for nine seconds. He doesn't like that. He loves the grit, the Ethan Gregg just taking the race out. You know what I mean? He, like, he like loves that stuff. So, it's like, I may anticipate him in the sprinting world, but at least I'm doing well. You know what I mean?
0: Maybe if we put, like, a get a little cash prize going, we can get the 100-meter uh, field from Nationals, like, the day after, have you guys race it out over 5K and just, like, oh, see what I would happens. I love that. That's right, yeah. nice. that,
2: that's why I wanted to do the decathlon, just so I can run the 1500 at the end of the meet, you know, and just like, see if I can run a 350 or a 340 with those guys, so. Where does this
1: enjoyment from, I mean, I guess you you said you swam, you know, growing up, but oh, yeah. biking
2: and, and the running, like, where does that enjoyment come from? The biking comes from just like, I'm going to have massive quads now, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. And then the we... running, I could I could run miles and miles every day if I wanted to just don't i don't really want to lose my short twitch mu- like yeah the twitch muscles in the sprinting um but i w- i can't wait till i graduate or stop running pro i'm gonna i can't wait to just run miles and miles and i, I get a runners high i feel like just put the airpods in listen to music and i can just run for days
1: i feel like you're like the like the opposite of like oh, most sprinters right here like and in even like sprint training like you look on twitter it's like sprinters shouldn't run cross country. Oh, sprinters can run cross country. And like, and you're just like doing triathlons in the summer.
2: Yeah. I'm definitely not doing that this summer because just, I mean, it was, it, I just was like, I, I wanted to do it so bad and I did it. So yeah. But I know it's probably not the, probably doesn't help or doesn't negatively impact me, Um, but it doesn't have positively. So I just want to do things that will positively impact my running right now. So you mentioned, the goal
1: is to, you know, become a professional runner, break 10, you know, but beyond that, like what keeps you going? What keeps this grind going? What keeps you wanting to work harder? Like, I was, that's the, that's the goal, but like what's inside of you that keeps you going?
2: I would, I just want to start with like the love of the game. I just love track and field and running, you know what I mean? Everyone around it honestly keeps around like my teammates. They just inspire me every day. Like, I'm sure I inspire them too, but they inspire me more than they, I, they, I inspire them. I bet just like, yeah i mean it's really lo- i don't really know i just love it you know what i mean i i just want to be like great one day you know what i mean like i think i just found something i can do well in and i want to keep just excelling in every day and like seeing like see my have have my family like just be proud of me and stuff like that so have your coaches
1: connected you with Andrew Rock?
2: oh yeah so actually this is funny that you said that um Right after Ethan Greg got disqualified, like, oh, I was so sad, and I didn't know what to do. And I just like one day, one of the time, I just wandered off the track to go shower. It was like after the we got the awards, or whatever. And I walk in the locker room, not a soul in there. Andrew Rock walks out, or walks like out of the showers, and it's just me and him. So it was like, I talked to him like once or twice, but like that, like was the most like, it was like wow, it's just me and him, and in the locker room, and it's like, it's like he's probably i would say the greatest runner to ever come through uv lacrosse and obviously he got to that world level and he's olympic gold medals but it's like i yeah i don't know what happened why they didn't want to continue further i mean i think i know but i don't want to say it because like you know, it's a whole debate topic but with like yeah but anyways but it was just super cool to like walk in and and just like right after like the world just ended it felt like because we just lost national title like he was just right there. I could talk to him and he just like was there supporting me. And even though he's the Bethel head coach trying to win an national title too, like he was just there to support me. And it was awesome. It was a super cool, genuine moment. So.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you say to you in there?
2: Oh, if I can remember this is going to be hard because like, I was, there's so many emotions going on. I was just like, what am I going to do? Like we were seated to win the meet and like, actually we're, we like, we're like, holy cop, how are we going to lose the meet? You know what I mean? Like, Four by, we have the four by four. We have the four by one. We have a, the number one hurdler that we thought was gonna the nation, but with injuries and I mean, he was our anchor in the four by one. Like he just tripped over a hurdle, and it was it was just unlucky and like just being injured. Oh, it was just it was just everything did not go like as what we thought it was, and it's like that's how a national meet goes, and that's how track and field is. So when I walked in there, he was just like, I don't, I can't remember. I, I remember the moment, but. I just know it was like the most genuine conversation. He's like it was just a great supporter and yeah, I don't know. I was there's just so many emotions going on right there. I don't even remember. I was just like, what am I gonna do? Like, oh, I feel so bad for Ethan and stuff like that. So
1: Yeah, what was you know, how did the team rally for Ethan? You know, it seems like obviously he was devastated, but you know, he had great characters, stayed around for the five K and looked like he watched plus watched that four by four. But you know, do you remember what you said to Ethan or what the team said to Ethan?
2: Yeah, I just I went up to him, just told him how much I loved him, how much it meant to me. And, like, this, this moment just doesn't define him. And he was just crying into my arms and just made me tear up. And it was super sad because, like, he's such a team player. He's just – he's not in it for himself. He's just – and he he knew what he had to do. He, had, I thought we were going to recreate the moment right there. He was going to win the 5K, and I was going to go right into his arms. And we were going to be down seven, six and a half points going into the 4x4 four four final. All we had to do is take first or second. And if we would take third, we'd have lost the meet by half a point. You know what I mean? It'd have been a funny, like it would have been just funny at that point. Like we win the meet by half point, they win the meet by half point. Great job, we shake hands. But like that, all that, that all that stuff that just couldn't happen just because a ref wanted to just like not let him run the race because he's stepped. I mean, it was a clear false start. Yeah, you can give him that, but it's five thousand meters. Like what? Like oh, I don't. I don't want to get into this because a rule is a rule, I guess, but. I feel like he just destroyed a lot of hearts there. Right? You know what I mean? But it's the it's sport. It's how it goes. Um, I just want wanted to support him as much as I could. You know what I mean? Like that's all you needed to do for him in that moment. You couldn't be mad at him. He he didn't try to do it. He you know what I mean it's just like he's not going out there. Yeah, I'm gonna through this five case we lose. Like no, he's not doing that. You know what I mean? So yeah, the team was great sports for him. Um, it it was it was tough. Yeah, it was really tough.
0: It's really great to uh, you know hear an athlete as talented and accomplished as you. You know, you obviously put the team first. I think there's probably a lot of coaches out there wishing they had a Sam Blaskowski on the squad right now. Is that has that been natural for you to always be you know that team player?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, like I just feel like coming to lacrosse really brought it out the most of it. Um, but like I'm, but then I think back to, like my high school. It's like. <laughs> We were not seated to win the sectional meet. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but sectional is like just like the meet before state. And we won the sectional plaque. It was like the first time in history, like our high school. And that's all I wanted for our team was we were seated to take second sectional meet. We could have did it. We went against this big high school and we won the sectional meet by one point. And I just like thanked all my teammates who got like those three points. Like, yeah, I got 40 out of the 60 points, but like that's not who I want us to meet. It was the small guys that want us to meet. You know what I mean? Like I was seated to take first or second it's all about the small guys and like how they perform. So it was like, and then we went to state and we received to get like seventh as a team. And what did we do? Well, we got national runner up and we got this huge, like state trophy. And I was like, what the heck is this? You know, I've never seen a trophy this big. Cause like, I've never been at a level of that. And like, yeah, I scored 30 points and our really scored eight and we finished with 38 points. But it's like, it wasn't about me. It was more about like our team did this. Like all the guys over there for me and like all my relay guys. So it's like, I feel like it's always. I feel like it's been there, but it hasn't been brought out the most until like lacrosse, and we started winning those team titles. So I would, but like lacrosse brought out the best in me, I would say for sure. But I just always like, I love the team stuff. You know what I mean? That's like my favorite. Like the the individual is cool, but the team is the coolest. You know what I mean? There's so many people that are involved. Like you got the athletes, you got the athletes' parents, you got the coaches, you got the coaches' relatives, you got the alumni. It just goes on and on. It's like the bigger so many more people involved, you know. It's just so much more cool.
1: Would you yeah. trade any of your uh, your individual titles for the team title?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah. that team title. Like I can just show you right here. Like, we just we have like the national trophy. Like this is what we just wanted, sitting in my room. It's just like um, like our coach. Like is just like well, I don't want it. And I'm like they well, gave they you gave it. you
0: the trophy. You guys don't no, have a trophy case.
2: There's not a building awesome. that belongs in. I mean yeah but like lacrosse is seven like um it's more just like like we'll just it was, it was supposed to be at the house cuz the track house but uh, since we got flooded I was like okay this needs to be in a safe spot so I just put it in my room and it's kind of funny that it's right there that we say that but yeah like, it's not fun to see that I want to see the I want to see the national championship trophy and it's like ah it's like man I would I don't care I would so trade my national titles I would be I, I would rather take fifth fifth and fifth than have a national title you know what I mean
1: all right, then would you we've had this before, since now it applies to you? Would you rather have a title
2: or, or an individual title or individual record? I would say, I would say a record just because that can stand in history, whereas like national champion, I mean, there's a lot of them. You know, there's a lot of national champions that I meet. You know what I mean? But national record, just like I mean, me, Alex, Phillip, Trailor, and Ryan Wilson. You know what I mean? I think those are like the main four I can think of. Um, hopefully I'm not forgetting it anymore. And then obviously the John Hopkins woman long jumper, but like, and then now the Coast Guard what, sprinter, uh, Coast something. I forgot. I'm not sure. You're right, Coast Guard Michelle oh, Yeah, Okay, I didn't know. I've never seen her before. I don't. know I've never heard of her. I know she's been a good sprinter. Like I asked my sprint coach, who looks at everything, and he's like, "Yeah, she's been a good sprinter." But like for this at the national, League, it was just spectacular so
0: well you can yeah. check out you can check out a most recent interview with her on d3 glory days all right yep it's live in your uh podcast feed right now
2: really
1: yeah we, very we, meta we, self-promotion yeah, talk, within the per, within the podcast
0: yeah we're promoting the podcast to guests now but yeah we talked to her yesterday
2: and then it's it out already it's out oh i usually get notifications if they're out there. that's interesting right? oh
0: yeah yeah folks at home turn on your notifications
2: <laughs> yes
1: well, speaking oh, yeah. of, you know, sprinters, we'll keep it at home. Lauren Jarrett, this is something I didn't oh. realize. She broke Michelle's record that Michelle set in prelims yep. and then yep. obviously came runner up.
2: That's yeah, so incredible. I feel like she time? came out of nowhere. Yeah. So she's second all time now. Holy moly. Yeah. Like her brother actually attended here. I don't want to like put the focus off her, but I just want to like tell you guys more about it. It's like she grad, she like, I think she went to Logan high school. So, which is five minutes from her stadium. It's in lacrosse. So she's a local, and her brother was a national champ in division. He is a division three weight. He might be second all the time in the weight throw. Andrew Jarrett. You guys probably don't know much about him because it's weight throw. You guys are distance runners. You know what I mean? Hey man, we cover um, everything now. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. But he graduated like six years ago, and now he's a police officer in town. Um, but yeah, she is just awesome. She's a she's so good and talented and. Looks like she works – I mean, I'm not in her sprint group, but she just looks like she's working hard every day. Now. And she has Emily DeWittowicz to push her every day. And now my sister's going to join that sprint group next year, so I'm kind of excited Um, oh. to have, like, just such a good leader. And Lauren, who just had – coming off of a spectacular national meet, it's going to be great, so –
0: so as we kind of, you know, start winding down with you here, you're you're a big team guy. Who are some of your teammates that you know we're not aware of and other people aren't aware of? Maybe they're young that you think are going to be kind of a force on the national scene in any yeah. event over the next couple of years.
2: So yeah, Cale Shulman and Adam Lesnar. Um Adam, he just went eight. He, I mean he, he went in seated first. I mean, I guess like everyone jogs prelim steeple, but when he was seated, he went eight fifty flat in prelims. Um and then so what he's doing is he's coming off outdoor nationals dead last, indoor nationals dead last. And for him to just have this finally like all American outbreak is like, okay, now let's see what he can do. Like I mean, he's second, he's has a school record at UWL, which is such a big school. He has a school record and um he's set he's school record in steeple now. He's second behind Ethan in the five K. Obviously, Isaac Wagner was hurt this season, but like he's just like such a lived behind guy with Ethan Gregg here so it's like he I think he's gonna I think he will become a national champion in steeplechase unless Pats could just see is here the next two years still which I'm sure he will be and I'm sure he's just gonna get better but he'll definitely be in that national runner-up national champion maybe third place like in the upcoming in like I think he's gonna have a big like he was at u20s USA's last year um just like and now Kale Showman will be at the U20. So it's like those are our two big distance runners that I feel like have the most, I guess, like improvement and will – are just definitely hidden, like hidden gems. And then Ryder Smith for a sprinter. We just have so many guys. I can list so many off. Like Ryder Smith just went 10, 4, 5, and then had like – I mean, he's, he's coming off a one-month high school season, and then he tries training for nine months. So it's like, yeah, he's not going to have a fresh season. You know what I mean? So we got like this little tendonitis in his knee and – will come back next year and be like, okay, I just have a nine-month season. Let's see what I can do this year now. So definitely like the three main hidden gems, like Adam, a sophomore, a writer, a freshman, Kale Caleb, a freshman. So.
1: You know that video where it's like the guys listening off his running backs is like, Jake, he's a dog. Yeah. You know, like that video, I feel like you just like did like <laughs> – I mean, I, I can tell you so many
2: people who are just a dog on our, season, yeah. <laughs> on our team, so, yeah.
1: No, that's awesome. I love that, like, you know their times and, like, you're super yeah. with it too. Oh. You know, as you – Look to the future. You have the summer for hopefully running USA's, but when you come back for indoors and outdoors, you know what's on the D three bucket list still that you want to do. There hasn't been a, a D three runner under ten seconds.
2: Just saying. So my goal is to break six six zero, so six five nine, which was that was my goal this year. I had a, I have a my goal sheet sitting right there. I had six five nine 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 eight this year, obviously i had all win my goal is 998 with like a three point something but that didn't happen i had it all 2.0 which one three succeeds my expectations i feel like but yeah i wanted 659 this year and and i didn't get that so that's my goal next year but i think i i think i can get it next year i just indoor season was interesting this year definitely interesting um 665 solid but it's hard to improve in the 60 i figure i found out um but so six five nine next year, and then nine 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 or nine nine eight would be just an like win legal would be, and then I want I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a long jump next year. I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna become a national champion in long jump. I think I will. I know again. I, I not and not any not a single guy in that field can run ten one down the runway. Kenneth Did Way, I- Kenneth Way may jump farther than I can even count, but no one can run ten one down the runway. So I once I figure it out, I'll figure it out what no what did
1: i say when we were watching you jump at long jump i was like why doesn't sam just take a longer approach so that way you like be yeah. having so much speed but maybe that you'd be tired from it
2: uh, i don't know it's more about like i can't convert off that speed i'm not i'm not good at converting but at this national meet actually i figured out how to convert and i was jumping higher than i ever have and i actually had a lot of i know every jumper says this but i was jumping 25 6 like 750 760s and i just couldn't mark it i just couldn't hit it i was over the board like this much every like two inches every time did you Um, go back a shoe oh i was so my run up was 105 feet and i ended up at 111 so i went back six feet over six jumps oh wow went back a foot every jump i just i had so much speed and that's like right then and there was i was like i'm gonna have a spectacular national meet like i was like why am i back i've i've never been over 105 105 feet from a 16 step
0: Sam Blaskowski, I think uh, you're definitely primed to make some more D3 history. I hope Stu and I happen to be up on the microphones when those events happen. But yeah, yeah thank you so much for sitting down with us right after the national meet and taking some time. I know you're probably a little tired. You don't seem tired, but you must be a little tired. But uh really appreciate you hanging out with us.
2: Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for everything you do. I mean, this is just like I mean, like, think about D2, you know what I mean? I don't think they have D2 Glory Days. D1 has the coverage of the world because that's what they are. But, like, to have D3 Glory Days, like, honestly, that's just another thing. It's just, like, I want to stay in D3, you know what I mean? It's just such a good, great thing. I can just come on here and talk for an hour with you guys, and you guys will take time out of your day and stuff do it. So thank you guys so much for this opportunity. <laughs>
0: That's all for another episode of post national meet coverage here on D3 glory days. Thanks so much for Sam Blaskowski for joining us today. I know the week after nationals is tough for athletes as they decompress and unwind a little bit after a long season. So we appreciate him coming down to sit with us for an hour. Maybe we will launch a a talking track with Sam podcast one of these days because he's super passionate about it. Um, Anyway. If you want to support this podcast, check the links down below. Do all the things I mentioned at the top of the podcast. And uh, I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back, but it won't be too long. Until then, here's to the glory days.